Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Gary Light, CIO at Memorial Hospital and Healthcare Center. In this segment, we talk about the critical role chief nursing officers play in ensuring a successful rollout, why cybersecurity efforts must be focused on why cybersecurity efforts should focus on risk management rather than ROI, and how he became involved in CHIME's virtual mentoring program. And it's one of those things where you hope that you can remember what it was really like, and sometimes you know, we get the, the rose-colored glasses or, or maybe even the other extreme. <laughs> right. As we talked through this, we heard both sides of that. Some people very nervous about doing it again, hmm. other people recognizing that... Um, that it was a task that, that needed to happen. This is the third hospital I've worked at now, and, and so I've had the pleasure to work with a number of CNOs over those years. And one of the things that has worked so well for us here is the commitment that our CNO has to the, the training and to the shoulder-to-shoulder support as you go live. Um, it takes a huge commitment on their part of staffing up appropriately So that partnership has worked so well for us, given the commitment that our patient services areas have to to what it takes. I have had in the past other instances where there was some expectation that it was just going to happen. And on a given Monday, all of a sudden, we'd come in and we'd be doing computerized order entry, right? So the perspective that that our CNO here has towards it has has just been a, a great help to the whole organization. In terms of of where it is right now, um, have you reached a decision? We have. So the Mm -hmm. team has made its recommendation. We're in the process of the financial analysis and negotiation. So we haven't signed a contract yet, but we know the direction we're going to go in. All right. That must be a a relief in some ways or just, you know, takes that off of the, uh, the burner. Well, it, it shifts a lot of the burden from the team to me <laughs> and to the CFO, right? Now our job starts where we're doing the financial analysis and, and the negotiation aspects of it. Um, so the team is in a bit of a holding pattern as we work through those issues. Right. They're just waiting for the excitement of when we tell them we have a contract signed. Okay. Then the fun really starts for you. <laughs> <laughs> it does. What are some of the other really key priorities for you right now? Organizationally, from the vantage point that I get, we continue to look at strategies for growth, strategies for producing revenue to fund things like electronic health record, how we bring services to the different aspects of the communities we serve. There's no question that from a technology standpoint, cybersecurity remains on everybody's mind. Each year, it seems like there are a little bit different focus, whether it's data analysis, whether it's cybersecurity as we look forward, maybe telehealth. Although different issues become foremost in everybody's mind, for us, the other ones never really go away. So we're still looking at strategies around uh, certainly cybersecurity. We're still looking at strategies around data analysis, and we're looking at strategies around telehealth. And again, in a rural community, how that helps outreach to the patients in all of the different corners of the counties we serve. Right. 
And what seems to be unique about cybersecurity is that while some of the other strategies are focused on growth and what can be done, cyber is just, in a way, keeping the organization afloat or just more of a preventative measure. It is. And in information technology, so much of what we do is the infrastructure where when you look at it, it's hard to identify the business value. You know, a network port or a wireless access port or an application doesn't in itself produce the business value, at least not visibly. And it's the services that that infrastructure provides for. So cybersecurity is the same way. You know, and everybody worries about the amount of money that organizations have to invest just to keep safe, just to, you know, without really driving business value, it's just protecting the organization from risk. Uh, and, And that's always a challenge. Fortunately, all members of executive teams review whatever posts from Beckers or whatever sources that they they use and are fully aware of the other organizations that are suffering from cyber attacks. Mm -hmm. So it is front and center on a lot of people's minds. It is one of those things, however, that, uh, that you lament having to invest the amount of money that we have to invest in. Right. And imagine that a lot of that is in the uh, the education component, particularly since these threats are ever-changing. It is. A a few years ago, we started, I think, as we went through our annual audits, as we looked at ourselves and really looked in the mirror and reflected on what our strategies were, we recognized that we probably weren't doing as good of a job educating all of our workforce on what role they play in protecting information and just what the risks are. And so we started a pretty intense program. So certainly we do the phishing simulations that many people do. We share the results of those with our board. We share the results of those with our leadership and take a pretty strong approach to people who uh, haven't learned and just need to be uh, it need to be clarified on exactly what their role is. Right. Yeah, so it turned out to be a positive thing. Well, it did. Certainly, we're a lot better protected today than we were. We know there continues to be opportunity. And the one thing about cybersecurity is it is an ever-changing landscape. And, you know, as soon as you think you have it figured out, you realize that you don't. So you have to keep an eye on what's evolving and what the technologies are to combat those. And also uh, what not just technology strategies, but what organizational strategies you can use in order to be effective. Right. And another area I wanted to make sure we got into was the mentoring that, that you're doing through Chime. And I wanted to talk first about how you got involved in this type of program. Sure. Well, the mentoring program that Chime has, I think, is just fantastic. And the way that I'd say the way that I got into it or what got me interested in it, first off, as I moved into the healthcare field and I worked in my first organization for, I think it was 13 years, I really benefited from having a CIO that I consider uh, was a great mentor. And I wouldn't have moved on and moved into a CIO role and be where I am today if it wasn't for the fact that I had a CIO that wanted to include me with his way of thinking and 
just what it was like to be a healthcare leader. Mm-hmm. So I took my example from that experience. Um, and then 12, it was about 12 years ago, I went through the Chime CIO boot camp. And that was really a turning point for me. The faculty that they had at the time was just fantastic. And I, as I sat through the, the week of the boot camp and got to hear all of the other CIOs and what they were doing in their organizations and the experience they had and how they approached not just information technology strategies, but organizational strategies, I, I was really really impressed with their willingness to share that experience and their commitment of their time to to my group. And I I wanted to do the same type of thing. So when uh, maybe, I don't know if it's quite two years ago, when Chime decided to do the virtual mentor programs that I offered my services to, to be able to mentor where I could. I was a little nervous about it at first, to be candid, um, because I remembered when I went through the Chime Boot Camp and just the organizations that the CIOs came from and were the mentors and the faculty of that. And mm-hmm. the names are all familiar to everybody in the industry now and they're just really, um, really leaders. And, uh, you know, I was intimidated by even pretending that I had that same type of insight. But I also looked at it and said, yeah, I've been doing this now. I've, I've been in healthcare leadership for 25 years, CIO for, for uh, a dozen. And I knew that uh, although I haven't led the major healthcare organizations of, of the country, I've seen a lot of things. I've experienced a lot of things. And those insights might help somebody else. So I, I offered. I think I've been uh, probably on my sixth or so mentee now, and it's been a great experience. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.